I'd like to say a few words to summarize the instructions that we've been giving you throughout this retreat in the spirit of inviting you to have really a sense of confidence in how you know how to do the practice. It's important to understand that no particular object of meditation in, our, in the way that we're teaching is kind of more exalted than the other. You know, awareness of awareness isn't something that you need to attain or get to. It's not higher than awareness of the body or awareness of breathing. We work with different objects depending upon what helps to bring balance in the body and mind and depending upon what's predominant in our experience. But for the purposes of our meditation, really any dimension of your experience, whether it's a thought or an emotion or an in-breath or a feeling of wonder, each of these objects are equally as helpful for cultivating mindfulness and for deepening your understanding and experience of the heart of awareness. And you begin to have an intuitive sense for what way of practicing really supports me right now. Coming back to body and breathing is always a good way of practicing. So we've been inviting the uh, sensations of the body, the movement of the breath, or the experience of hearing as anchors that help to stabilize body and mind. Again, not so much as an, uh, an idea or a concept, but as an like, actual moment-to-moment changing experience a living kind of reality. When there's some steadiness and you've spent some time with the anchor, which you have over many, many days now, if something else becomes predominant in your experience, there can be a feeling of the attention being being pulled somewhere. It's not a distraction. You can notice the presence or absence of the hindrances. You can notice present moment experiences of Vedana and what happens in the mind in response or reaction to pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. You might notice experiences of tranquility. It's not just the tough stuff that we notice. You may notice metta or joy. You may notice the rising up of stress and tension and the dissipating, the dissolving of it. What matters is that it's known in present moment awareness. You may be drawn to explore awareness of awareness as Philip instructed yesterday because awareness can know directly its own nature. Beautiful beautiful capacity of the human heart-mind. And today I'll include in the instructions, uh, in the, instructions the quality of, of choiceless attention where you're not actively directing where the attention lands. 
life does, because this is really most moments of our life. We're not walking around, feeling in an exquisite way, the in-breath and the out-breath. You know, life happens. The attention is naturally called. um, It lands on different dimensions of our experience, and the whole thing is kind of... um, comes together in a way that gives us a felt sense of some kind of um, sense experience unfolding. Again, all objects are created equal. What matters is that they're known with kindness and interest and present moment awareness. And it's from here that we begin to really love awareness and have confidence in awareness. I invite you to begin the meditation in whatever way uh, you've discovered that brings you sense of uh, presence. Connection. Here. Now. You may be aware how at this point in the retreat you don't have to work hard to make this happen. Your body, your mind, your heart knows this naturally. Taking some moments to settle in. The body breathing with whatever is here for you. Whether your heart 
is feeling distracted or jangly, or calm or grateful. Let yourself sense the possibility of calm. Let yourself sense the silence and spaciousness that's here, even as the many waves of emotion and sensation pass through. If there are moments of well-being, just in the simplicity of the rhythm of breathing, allow yourself to be nourished right here. No matter what's going on, there's a natural peace and ease within the awareness itself, within the experience of presence. The past is a memory. The future hasn't yet arrived. Just this.
when something other than the anchor becomes compelling or becomes predominant in your experience. Could be the calls of the birds outside or a state of heart or even the arising and passing of thinking. Just gently, without interruption, you can become curious. How is it to know this? Within the space and clarity of awareness. Nothing is outside of our meditation. Don't go looking for something to investigate. It's always good practice to be with the steadiness of your anchor. If you're feeling relatively stable, grounded here, 
you might let go of having any preference for the anchor as the object of your attention. It can often be a sense of moving from the more contained attention of the anchor to opening the awareness like a field. Great field. On a bright day. And in this way of practicing with choiceless attention, we don't direct the attention in any particular way. The attention lands and the awareness knows. The attention may land on a feeling of throbbing in the shoulder and then on the rising and passing of a thought. And then on sound in the room. The sensations of your hands. The peace of an outbreath. It's more that life moves the attention. You don't have to. The attention lands and the awareness knows, that's all. (coughs) So if it's helpful, let go of preferencing the anchor. Let life move the attention to whatever's predominant, it happens on its own. And it's known in this vast, open, even panoramic space of awareness. If you're practicing in this way, It's not a practice of spacing out. It's not a floaty practice. The attention still makes contact at the sense door. Hearing, pressure. The mind is a sense door. So even the experience of thinking is known. Thinking can be very powerful, but the nature of a thought is that it's ephemeral. Letting the attention be close with whatever's being known. Available for whatever's being known, the texture of it, the feel of it. Stay curious 
and let your awareness be a kind, imbued with kindness. At any time, if you start to feel floaty or disconnected or sense that there's a a lack of clarity or precision, just come back to the breathing body. Stabilize here. And when you're ready, opening back up. As you practice in this way, you might notice that the mind's nature is not unlike a mirror. It's like a mirror reflects whatever's put in front of it. 
so too does the awareness. The attention lands. And the awareness knows in the direction. Silence, stillness, spaciousness.
No fixing, no correcting, no improving upon what's happening, no comparing, no trying to make something happen, no judging, no trying. here in the present where you've always been.
I have a few announcements. The schedule for today is posted. It goes without saying this is the last full day of our retreat together, and so things will begin to shift a bit this afternoon. We would like everyone to please be in here at 3.30 today. That's not an optional practice period. There will be some important announcements and practices that happen together at 3.30. So please be here in the hall at 3.30. As uh, was mentioned yesterday, there will not be affinity group meetings today because of the change schedule. Those of you uh, who are looking for or have lined up shuttles or rides for tomorrow, the managers have posted a list and you might take a look at it if you're, if you're working out shuttles or rides. And those of you who are here uh, and receiving CE credits, there's some new information that was put out for you. Please. Please check that out. And the board where you put your notes, our names are going to magically disappear at 2 o'clock today. (laughs) So (laughs) in the spirit of dissolving, um, (laughs) there won't be the opportunity to leave notes after 2 o'clock. Sometimes at the end of retreats, there's all these notes and we just can't get to them. So if you really need to write a note today, please do before 2 o'clock. Also, if you haven't checked the the note board for retreatants, just take a peek at it. There's a few notes that have been up for a while. And just, you know, once or twice a day, give a glance to the note board. The best thing that you can do to support your practice today and support your practice when you re-enter the rest of your life tomorrow, for most of you, is to really do what Tuweri said last night. Like, don't leave the land until you leave the land. Some really good advice. I often reflect upon how you know, the last day of retreat can feel a little bit like, oh, it's just want to go, like a lot of planning. And um, sometimes the mind starts to become more active in some ways. And then I, I think about sometimes in the fullness of my daily life, how I would just do anything, really anything, to be able to step away and have a day of silence, a day of real supported retreat. Today is one of those days The truth is, when you leave here tomorrow, we never know not only when the next opportunity for retreat might be, but we actually never know if there's a next opportunity for retreat. None of us know how long we're going to live. None of us know what comes next. Like very, very precious um, conditions that are here and it would be my wish for you that you honor the momentum of the work that you're doing here. You've put in a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of showing up, 
And don't just let that scatter to the wind today. You know, let yourself respect the efforts that you've made and be here fully because it's still another day of retreat, just like every other day of retreat. It might be helpful to practice with choiceless attention if that was a connection for you. If you're feeling like your mind's just really wigged out and has a lot going on, come back to the stability of the anchor. But you might notice how it is when you're doing the walking practice, what happens if you are connected to your experience, present in your experience, but you're not directing the attention so much. You'll you'll notice what moves into the foreground and what moves into the background. And that will always be shifting and mixing and mingling. Today I encourage you to notice when you move into rushing. You notice that feeling? Like walking, there's the bell and there can be this just little rush. You don't have anything you really have to do here except for your yogi job. You know, there's no like, there's no rush here. That's all this um, habitual conditioning in the mind. And it's, it's, you can't mindfully rush. Rushing means we're already moving into the next moment. The, the body starts to move faster. There can just be this familiarizing of tension. So notice rushing. And when you move into rushing, see what happens if you just settle back. Pause. Settle back. Let yourself be in natural time. Yeah, because rushing is mostly a, a mental perception. We go into hurry mode, but there's not really such a need. No rushing. Savor. <laughs> Savor instead of rush. During the sit, uh, one, of, one of the thoughts that came into my mind, I don't remember, there's a bunch of Zen patriarchs, I don't remember if this was the 8th or the 14th Zen patriarch, but there was some beautiful piece he said around, I think it was something like, to live in this realization means to be without anxiety about imperfection. To live in this realization means to be without anxiety about imperfection. So that might be an invitation for you today, without anxiety about imperfection. If your mind's busy, your mind's busy, and that, that really there's nothing to be corrected. Correcting is samsara completely. Oh, so just um, settling back, connecting with your sense of sincerity, without anxiety about, about imperfection. And in the walking meditation, <coughs> Matthew talked about I don't remember the exact language that was used. It was beautiful, something about sitting as if you were a dying person. You could also bring that into walking. Like to where he was saying, you know, don't go into the next step before you're there, just one step at a time. And how would it be if, you know, if, if just like if it was your last breath, if it was your last step, you probably would be interested. So you might walk as, each, as if each step were your last step, would the quality of, of presence be then? So, really wishing you a, a fruitful, inspired day of practice on this beautiful day. And we'll see 
We'll see uh, some of you in the meetings this morning, and we'll see everyone back in the hall at 3.30. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.